You're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are so happy you've chosen to join us. We thought we'd take a quick second just to introduce ourselves because I think we do have some new listeners. So welcome if you are new to the podcast. We are Laura Davis and Holly Hall, and we are architects and interior designers at HPD Architecture and Interiors here in Dallas, Texas. So we combined, uh, I don't even think we want to add up the number of years we've been doing architecture and interior design, but um, let's just say we're experienced. In the decades, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we we love doing residential design. That's what we really focus on. And we love working with our homeowners because really every project is different. And so just as your home is different from your neighbor's home and your best friends, that's what makes our job interesting. And that's what keeps us doing this podcast, right? It is because... Everybody can take what we have to say and see if it applies to them. Sometimes it will and sometimes it won't. That's right. So what we thought we'd focus on today is it's the time of year for New Year's resolutions. We're just through the holidays and we thought, you know, we're making resolutions for ourselves, but we really need to give our homes some attention. So if your home could make a New Year's resolution, what would it do? Would it, would it choose to get more healthy, to lose a little bit of that holiday weight? You know, I mean, I'm sure you all baked lots of cookies in your kitchen. So I'm sure your kitchen is feeling like it's ready to, to be thin and trim again. Right, Holly? And get healthy. Of yes, course. exactly. That's the new thing is don't worry about shedding pounds, just worry about getting healthy, move a little bit more, breathe a little bit more fresh air and do things that are good for your body. And so we thought it would be perfect to share some tips on how to help your home be a little more healthy and a little more clean and organized and just a nicer place to live. So our first instinct, and I've already started at my home, is to start to purge, to get rid of the things that are broken that we haven't used in a while. And all of you know that I've got two little boys at home. And so we are up to our eyeballs in toys. And especially now, right after Christmas, it's just pandemonium at my house. Something that's interesting is Laura is purging and bringing it over to my house. (laughs) Because I have a new little grandson. So the things that her boys are outgrowing are migrating to my house. (laughs) It's the circle of life. Well, but that's a good thing to do because (laughs) as you purge, you don't want to just purge to the landfill. Purge to a friend who could use it or give it to some place that it can be recycled or take it and donate it to Goodwill or Salvation Army or some thrift shop where it can be reused by somebody else. 
Yeah, we have just in this past fall, a few months ago, had tornadoes that ripped through Dallas. And so there's been a lot of attention on the families who were affected and the smaller local charities and local ministries who are helping those affected directly. And so they're asking for toys, especially this time of year. They need things for the kids and things for the for the families, for their just home items. So things that you may think are kind of tired and and worn out, or maybe you have duplicates. Maybe you got new plasticware or Tupperware or cookware or things for your home and you thought, and now you're ready to pass on the older ones that you've had. There are families who would love to have that. Yeah. Some families here in Dallas lost everything. Yes. And there are lots of families who were in apartments and they lost their place to live. They lost all of their belongings. They've, they've got nothing. And so be great to find a church or some other community organization who is helping people like that because they would more than welcome having things that are in good condition that are just a little bit used. Yeah, you think about it, you know, one of the things you can purge is go through your junk drawer. I know in my case, it's multiple junk drawers. <laughs> we have several. And so something as simple as if you gather up all of your pairs of scissors and you have way more than you need, those people that lost everything, they could use a pair of scissors. You think about something that simple. Just real simple Real things. simple things. Don't take anything for granted. So go through your stuff. Look at what you have gather what you've got and put it all in one place. So we did a podcast last year all about Marie Kondo and cleaning out and all of her organizational tips. And we talked to a professional organizer, Tracy Oliveras, who had some great insight. That's a podcast that you should go back and listen to. And we'll put a link to that in our show notes. But there's really easy ways to go through and it just feels better, right? You just get rid of all that extra stuff and you just feel lighter. Even if you're eating a cookie at the time, I think you will just feel better. So, well, especially if you've gotten new stuff that you got over the holidays and you don't have room to put it, get rid of something. Instead of just layering it on top, get rid of something you haven't used in a year or five years. And then you've got plenty of places for your shiny and new. There we go. So we have some tips to help your home get healthy. Because this is a great time of year. A lot of us are stuck indoors. If it's cold outside and you don't want to do home improvement in your yard or on the outside of your home, this is the time to really focus on the interior of your home. So some of the things that we might recommend you do to get healthy and help your home be healthy are, first of all, just start with air filters. This is, I mean, we are so busy this time of year, so it's really easy to forget to check those air filters. But we have, I think it feels like we have allergies year round here in Texas. So that air filter can make a huge difference. If you invest a few more dollars in a really good one, then it'll make a big difference in your health and how you feel. You'll even sleep better. It's It helps all around. Plus, well, tied into the airflow also, we've discovered just in the past few years that a lot of people's bath exhaust fans are really just venting up into their attics. They don't even vent to the outside. So what that means is that you're putting moisture into your attic or maybe into your basement if you live up north. 
that air is warm and moist, which is just great for mold. And so that will make your air quality in your home go down. Make sure it vents to the outside. Yeah, and this is really common, especially in older homes when those type of installations were not really checked. I mean, maybe it wasn't a code requirement at that time. It just, it's very common. We find it on a lot of the homes that we work on when we remodel. Um, Another thing to check is your dryer lint. What do we call those? Dryer lint exhaust Yes. Tubes? Yes. <laughs> what are those that things works. called? <laughs> Just your dryer vent. Make sure that it it's all cleaned out of lint so that when your dryer is running, it actually is sending the air to the outside. The lint isn't there to possibly catch fire because if it gets hot enough, it will ignite. And tied in with some of the fire tips, it's also time to go ahead and change the batteries if you've got them in your smoke detectors and your fire detectors. If you've got any type of open flame in your house, for instance, in a furnace or you've got a gas cooktop, really make sure that you invest in carbon monoxide detectors. And they're not real expensive, and you can get them that are battery operated, but just make sure that the air that you're breathing is good air. Well, and if you live in an apartment building or a condo or some sort of building that maybe you rent and you don't, you know, you're not responsible for the the maintenance of the building, it still is a good idea to have one of these detectors that you bring into your home uh, independently. Don't think that your building super or your landlord is going to provide them uh, because it's, it's up to you to make sure that you're protecting your health. Uh, On a similar topic, Fire extinguishers are really important. I know we have those stationed in several places around our house, you know, just in case I've got (laughs) those kiddos can be up to things then you don't have any idea what's going on. So uh, make sure that you check them periodically because they will run out of pressure and you have to make sure that, that they're still in the green. There's a little dial on them to check. Yeah, check the date on them. And I think it was just in this past year, Kidda, Uh, who's a major fire extinguisher provider or manufacturer, had a recall on all of their fire extinguishers that were made during a certain period of years. And I checked mine the year that they were made. And both of my fire extinguishers I had were in the recall. And I sent them back and got new replacements. And I don't know if that program is still going. I would assume that it would be because once a recall, always a recall. But check your fire extinguisher. And if it's that brand, go online and check on the recall. We can provide a link to that recall in our show notes. That's a great idea. Good. Uh, Something that you may not even think about unless you're actually doing an active remodel is lead paint and even asbestos in flooring. So any Thing that was built, any homes that were built or painted before 1978, they could be potentially having lead paint in them. And if you've got little ones that are running around, crawling around, um, you know, they, like it or not, they will chew on a windowsill. Yeah, I've got a darling picture of my new grandson who is in the crawling stage and he's got his mouth firmly planted on a windowsill. It's a cute picture, but the first thing I thought of is, oh, 
held is that house? Well, <laughs> it's it's more recent. <laughs> and so I all of a sudden I wasn't worried about the lead paint, but the, where my brain goes is, okay, you've got a mouth on a piece of painted surface. Is that lead? Yeah. Is it safe? Is it safe? Yes. And with all of the publicity about the lead that's harming kids' brains up in Flint, Michigan, um, our heart goes out to them. But make sure that you're protected in your own home. Yeah. So one of the top priority items for people remodeling homes is to get rid of the popcorn ceilings. So the bumpy textured ceilings. And if you've got a home that was built in the fifties or sixties, and you've got somebody in your home, even if you don't do it yourself, if you bring somebody in to scrape those ceilings, that material coming down could have lead in it. Well, it also could have asbestos in it. Yes, exactly. Because back at that time period, they put asbestos in the stuff that they did the popcorn ceilings with. Yeah. So double and whammy. So you have a double whammy. So if you're taking that stuff down, be sure and get it checked before you start removing it. Because if you're removing it yourself, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, or if you have somebody come in and do it, they need to do it in a manner that will not spread asbestos fibers throughout your house. Right. So the room that's being done needs to be completely sealed off. And then everything that comes down needs to be bagged up, taped, sealed properly and disposed of properly. So there is a process to it. And just know if that's the case, that there might be some more expense to it as well. But it's well worth it. And it's required by the EPA here in the United States. Um, So definitely keep that in mind and, and look into that. So after you have that popcorn ceiling removed or that new wall texture updated, um, you're going to want to clean your carpets or clean your carpets anyway. Or clean your floors. Yeah, or clean your floors. But there's um, great options as far as steam cleaning if you want to have your own steam cleaner or get a service to come in and do it. But this is a great time to just get everything spruced up and fresh because you're going to be spending a lot of time indoor and that's where you get a lot of those pollutants and air quality issues that can be helped by cleaning your carpets. Another air quality issue can be mold, and we mentioned that with the exhaust fans in the bathroom, but also if you have any mold that's in the caulking in your bathroom or in the grout in your tile, uh, take steps to clean that up because that's another issue that could also be causing you problems, especially if you're susceptible to breathing issues. Um, Yeah, you don't want that in your house. Yeah. Um, One of Holly's favorite topics is weather stripping. (laughs) (laughs) But the weather stripping ties into the New Year's resolutions because it sort of ties into the financial well-being of your house. Because if you've got air leaks, then it's going to cost you more money. So weather stripping, even though it costs a little bit, can save you a whole lot and make your house more affordable. Because whenever you can stop that cold air from coming in or the hot air from going out, whichever way it tends to go, weather stripping and caulk can really help that process. So walk around, see if you've got any drafts. And instead of stuffing a towel under your door, go and get some weather stripping. And they're all different kinds. And if you go to one of the big box home improvement stores, 
and you take a picture on your phone with you and say, okay, guy in this department, what's the best kind of weather stripping that I can get? And a lot of it is self-stick or it's got little simple nails that come in a kit. And it's pretty easy to install and kind of difficult to mess up. And even if you don't do it perfectly, it'll go a long way to saving your house some money. Yeah, and if you're in a warmer climate and you can get outside, also check around your windows and doors where that window connects to your siding or your brick and check for cracks in the caulking there because that's another place where water can get in, insects can get in, and that cold or hot air can get in. So uh, yeah, ensure it that it's a good seal from the inside, but then also check on the outside for cracks. One improvement that we just made at our house was to update the plumbing fixtures in our bathroom. And so if you are in that process, definitely look for low flow shower heads that can save you money on water. And low flow toilets are also great because you won't even notice the difference. The, the newer toilet models are so powerful and you won't miss the flush function with a lower flow of water, but you're going to see it in your pocketbook because the, your water bill will go down. Well, one of the things that you need to be sure and do is check the reviews of the different toilets online before you buy them because some toilets are really efficient at flushing and some really aren't and so you just need to go and do some checking before you just go buy something that says low flow toilet right because you don't get the benefit if you have to flush twice right <laughs> that doesn't work very well while you're at the home improvement store, one of the changes that we've started making at our house also, and I know Holly's got them in her house, is LED light bulbs. And for a while, LEDs were really a lot more expensive. It didn't, you know, unless you had a really good reason, it didn't make sense to invest in them. But now they're really affordable and you can get multi-packs for, it makes all the sense now to switch over your incandescent well, bulbs. Well, especially since the old light bulbs, the incandescent bulbs would only last for 850 hours or a thousand hours. And that's not a whole lot of time. And so even though you're paying more for an LED light bulb, it will last several years and it'll also bring your electricity bill down because it doesn't use as much electricity in order to provide the same amount of light. The only thing is you need to make sure of what the color of the light is. You want to get something that's a warm white, uh, because if you get a cool white, it's going to make all the light in your house bluish. Even a daylight bulb, even though they say it's daylight, daylight tends to be a little bit more bluish. And I think in most of our homes, we're used to the warmer white colors. And it makes your faces look better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the blue is not pleasant. I made the mistake of going a little bit too white with a bulb in one of our bathrooms, and I don't like it. I have to switch it out. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't enhance our flesh tones. It tends <laughs> to make us look like we're on some ghoulish flick. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of, if you ever had fluorescent bulbs in rooms back before they were color corrected, it's that kind of bluish light that's, it just doesn't make you feel good. No, so it yeah, so pay attention to that color. It looks more like it, you're in a commercial store someplace. Right. So it's what, about 2700? Anywhere Kelvin. from 2700K, and K stands for Kelvin. I'm putting my geek on here. 
Uh, K stands for Kelvin, and light burns at different color temperatures. And so you want from 2700 K to around 3000. And once you get past 3000, then it starts getting toward the bluish end of the spectrum. Very good. And the last thing I had on my list for uh, items just to remember, and you can pick any day of the year to do this, but it's good just to have it at the new year to remember, but changing the water filter in your refrigerator and your ice lines. We had one that was in line, so it was behind the refrigerator. Oh, I don't think we ever changed that thing. Oh, dear. I, yeah, I'm sure we suffered for that, but um, it just wasn't easy to get to. So if you can have if you have a new refrigerator most of those are pretty easy to get to and you can just put a, a yearly or every six month reminder on your calendar and now is as good a time as any to remember to do it if you haven't yeah if you've got any kind of filters or things that you're supposed to change on a regular basis january is always a good time to start the new year out with nice clean filters and everywhere in your house and it sort of makes it healthier for you as well as everybody else in your family so our home design tips for you this week are going to be all about what to do when the new year rolls around how do you plan for your upcoming year of home improvement projects so this is a great time, especially if you have family visiting who are not usually in your home uh, on a daily basis like you are. You know, I suffer from this problem all the time when you just stop seeing what's wrong in your home, right? You just live with it every day. You walk past that pile of papers that needs to be put away or you walk past the smudges on the wall and you just kind of stop seeing stuff. Yeah, you're just so used to it. Right. You can't hardly see it with fresh eyes anymore. So if you've got family or friends visiting and you trust that they will give you their honest but loving <laughs> input, then ask them to do you a favor and walk the house with you. Or even just tell yourself, I'm going to be my critical me and walk yourself through your house. Notice everything instead of just sort of shutting it all out. Yes. We're going to go room by room with a checklist and we're going to make notes. And so go room by room to say, what do the floors look like? Are there stains? Are there worn areas? Do, is, it, is this the year that we're going to pull up that old carpet and put down new wood floors? Or Do I like the color? Do I want to change it to something else? Or does it just need to be cleaned? Right. And if you think you might be selling your home in the next few years, keep that in mind because you want to put down something that's going to be low maintenance and affordable because if you're going to be moving in a few years, you don't want to still be paying for it. And then also something that's neutral so that a new buyer will look at it and be able to picture themselves living there. So start at the bottom of the room. So start at the floors, then look at your doors and windows. Are there uh, scratch marks or does the paint need to be updated? Do you want to change out your curtains or your draperies? Right. So look for aesthetics as well as functional pieces of the home that need to be fixed or repaired or or uh, replaced. Do you need that weather stripping? <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of feeling cold when you're sitting by your windows? That was our issue two years ago and I'm thrilled that we changed out our windows. So after you've checked out the doors and the windows look at if your room has cabinetry check out cabinets 
pull out each drawer, check if there are any drawers that stick, or maybe the, the glides need to be replaced or hinges need to be tightened, things like that. Or is like the that. paint chipped and does it need to be touched up or repainted? What about your countertops? Do you like your countertops? Do you want to change out? Do you have plastic laminate and you want to perhaps change to quartz? Right. So look for materials as well as um, just the, the condition. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, and then take a close look at your paint. So we mentioned your the wall surface. If you if you feel like you're ready to to smooth out your walls or or just update the paint color, there are some really wonderful new paint technologies now that you can take advantage of. Low VOC. So if you are sensitive to chemicals, those are really helpful. Um, there's VOC means the things that are in paint that evaporate into the air. It's volatile organic compounds. It's, it's the stuff you smell when you apply paint. Yeah, when it has that, that real strong paint smell. The regulations have gotten tighter and tighter on VOCs. So there are lots of good quality paints out there that are very low with the compounds that evaporate into the air. Yes. So if you're due for new paint, do a little bit of research and uh, find the right one for you. Then look at your lighting. So we just talked about LED bulbs, but you can also look for new fixtures. So one of the things that we like to use now is if you have one, like say for example in a closet, if you have one of those old surface light bulb, the old ceramic light bulb fixture that just holds a single light bulb, they're not very attractive. They don't put out great light. And in some cases, they may not even be up to code. Well, they aren't up to code anymore. Right. So that's um, something that needs to be replaced. And there are some really great LED options that almost look like they're recessed lights. They're very close they're, to the ceiling. They're very flat. Yeah. They're really, I just put a new one in our bathroom and it works great. And they mount right on top of the old junction box that is exposed. The junction box is the wiring box. It has all the wires in it when you remove that light fixture. And so the new one has a little piece that just recesses up into that box and you get it wired in and you're ready to go. Yeah. I just went and got mine at my local home improvement store and it was like $30. It was and then you never have to change your light bulb. Again. Really affordable. Yeah. So those work great. Uh, and then again, look at your ceilings. So if you live in the South, like us here in Dallas, we have horrible soil. So a lot of times during the year, depending on whether it's wet or dry, we have cracks um, that sort of open up slightly and then they'll close and then they'll open up somewhere else and <laughs> then they'll close. And so depending on the time of year, we might have to do some drywall repair. Uh, but take a look at those sorts of things and just take inventory and make your list of what needs to be fixed. So basically, you start at the floor, move up to the doors and windows and the walls and the cabinets, and then finally look up at the ceiling and just go room to room, make your entire list, and then prioritize everything because you'll probably, once you get your full list made, you'll probably just go, oh my gosh, where do I start? <laughs> and prioritize your list as to what really bothers you the most and what things would you really like to get done and then get out a calendar put things down in each month as your goal for that month the things that you want to do to improve your house and you can also sort of figure out online what pieces and parts you might need to do it so that you can make a budget for the year yeah, and there are certain times of the year when 
certain kind of materials are the best time to buy. In fact, in our next podcast, we'll be talking about the best time of the year to buy certain items. So uh, you might want to do a little bit of research on that so that you can keep an eye out for sales. For example, if you want to replace your appliances in your kitchen or update your dishwasher, there are better times of the year to do that than others. So plan ahead and that way you can get the best bang for your buck. I think that just about wraps us up for our New Year's resolutions for our home. I think I have a lot of work to do. I need to sit down and start making my lists. It's a great time of year and I'm really excited. We've got lots of great things planned for the year and we can't wait to share them with you all. It's another list to make and check twice. (laughs) There we go. And next year we'll find out if you've been naughty or not. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. (laughs) Like I haven't been making enough lists this time of year. Just one more. Just one more. It's all good. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We are so happy to have you here with us. If you like to reach out and and give us a shout, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, We have 154 countries is where all our listeners are coming from. So drop us an email or or uh, tag us on Facebook, something to let us know where you are and where you listen. And, and do you like to listen when you're working out or on your way to work or just enjoying your coffee? Let us know. We would just love to connect with you all. If you'd love to reach out to us, there's a direct link in our show notes uh, where you can email us or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Arch Happy Hour. Look for the Architecture Happy Hour podcast or Holly and my company is HPD Architecture and Interiors and our website is hpdarch.com. Pretty simple. Find Look for the Architecture Happy Hour logo on our website. And if you are in the Dallas area and would love to get together with us, we do a, a monthly meetup happy hour where we get together with other design industry folks and we have actually met some of our listeners through that event so that's a lot of fun to get to chat face to face so whichever way you love to to reach out and connect with people we are there so we would love to chat Um, until next time everybody take care enjoy the new year and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye bye-bye